Before now, mysteries had never been discussed or uncovered. But now, Contumacious Ant and Atreya are back for a second season. The M.O. Podcast. Hello and welcome all into the M.O. Podcast. You're here with me, Contumacious Ant, and my lovely co-host, Atreya. And today we're going to be talking about some folkloric, mythological, urban legend kind of creatures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about the Pope Lick Monster. I love that. <laughs> and you're going to be talking about... Slenderman. Slenderman. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so... We'll get this over quickly so Atreya can get rid of uh, all the, the bad things. So I can go back into therapy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to start with the uh, Pope Licky Licky Monster. Now, th- with a name like that, you'd think it's some kind of great backstory. Now, the backstory is great, I suppose, from one point of view, but the only reason it's called... The Pope Lake Monster is because it, there's a place in Louisville in Kentucky which is called Pope Lake Creek, and this is the way where the monster. This is the monster's habitat. I I have no idea why it's called Pope Lake Creek, and I'm uh, ignorance is bliss on that one. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what went on why it went on and and how many pipes were licked exactly exactly <laughs> uh, and in what order and where yeah and yeah and just how why just would they be over. in kentucky <laughs> the mind the mind boggles so what is it well it's a goat man which it's one of several goat men in the US, and they're all a little bit interlinked, which is uh, which is quite convenient, I suppose, in a way. There's he's supposed to look like. I mean, when the descriptions I've seen is all I can think of is like a Krampus kind mm, of creature, which definitely. is a very large humanoid creature cloven hooves it's got ram horns deathly pale skin and greasy wild hair for some reason <laughs> i mean well obviously he lives above a creek but i don't know why that's that's a major thing that was that came across in all the uh the explanations of him but i don't know where we've got these these explanations of him or these descriptions of him because there's been no confirmed sightings so I I just I don't I don't get how you can describe something that nobody's ever seen. But then that leads into the backstory, which there's there's a couple of backstories, and uh, again, like I say, they're they're kind of intertwined with the other goat men stories that we we have from the US at least so the first one which is kind of the best one and to be honest with you with these backstories there's they all kind of cite the same source and the sources are local to the area so take that as you will there's no because there's been no confirmed sightings there's no definitive kind of cross-referencing sources with this but the sources are from the areas so it's kind of the stories they've grown up with i suppose in the way but the the first the first backstory is that a man called colonel beauregard oh god (laughs) shillentnecht was a uh, ringmaster of a traveling circus now use that word lightly because apparently they were kind of very nefarious they were more a band of thieves and robbers and they they were his gang the colonel found a deformed child which was half goat and half man 
in Beltsville, Maryland. I know, yeah, how... We know how that was, how that happened. That's not... Yeah, I'll I'll come on to that in a bit, yeah. Uh, So... As the child grew, well, as soon as he found it, he knew he was on a winner because he, he had a freak show, didn't he, really? I mean, so as the child grew, the features became more pronounced. He had hooves instead of toes. There was two little nubs on his head that grew out into horns. Poor kid. And... As he got older, I know, yeah, he never stood a chance, really. Uh, it, as it got larger, and it got stronger, and the colonel ended up imprisoning it in a cage. And he was very cruel to it. Apparently, he underfed it, and he tormented it a lot. So, they went touring and shown this, this goat man off. And then, as the circus was travelling traveling through Louisville over the trestle bridge that was over Public Creek, well, still is over Public Creek, the train was struck by lightning, it was derailed, and the goatman managed to escape his, his cage that he was in, and he, he took revenge on all the people that were horrible to him and murdered everyone there, and then ran yeah. off into the woods. And that's where he's been ever since. Uh... There's another story, which is a satanic farmer who sacrificed goats to Satan in return for supernatural powers. I don't know what supernatural powers that he got, because when he died, he was reincarnated as the <laughs> goat man. So they mustn't have been, like, that that great. Obviously, immortality wasn't one of them. The ability to tap dance without the need for tap shoes. Do you know what? It probably... uh, Hooves. Yeah. Or maybe you could just create goats and then just keep sacrificing them because quite expensive. Is is sacrificing goats not just standard to the devil? It's not like a special thing. Is that not not standard? I'd say more whatever you can get your hand on, really. Uh, Whatever's... Because I would have thought like... Firstborn children might have been a bit more special. But goats, I just kind of think goats and cats are pretty, you know. Like the devil's like, oh, thanks, I've got another goat. Cheers, because needed more of those. He's like in the middle of a, a herd. Yeah, but he's only going to have one firstborn. He's got loads of goats. He's a goat farmer. So he's got them on hand. You know, you can just go, there you go, there's another one, Satan. And I, I, I truly believe that Satan's like, this guy, I don't get it. I want special things, not yeah. shit you're making. Like, why, why don't you just give me some of that cheese? I love a bit of goat's cheese. Oh, God, yeah. Me crackers. Uh, well, yeah, though. Like, I, oh, I, I, you know, like, you know, like when you, you see a big a big tub of gummy bears and you think, oh, I'm having it. And you start eating them and you get a quarter of the way through and you're like... I'm going to end my life if I have to eat one more gummy bear because my stomach just can't take it anymore. I feel sick. I've got the sugar crash coming. I just feel really, really goddamn awful. But there's still hundreds of gummy bears left in that tub. I kind of feel like the last thing Satan wants is any more fucking goats. So I've had my fill of goats. I'd have to agree because obviously I think it's not just one guy doing it. There's quite a few people that worship exactly. Satan, isn't there? So he must be... It's standard. Hell must be backed up it's, with goats. He's right. up to his eyes in goats. Right, come on. I need to fit in all the bad people down here as well. Standing room only yeah. at the minute. He's been feeding them to the goats just to make space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, this rumour about... The satanic farmer was it came about during the mid 70s because apparently there was satanic cults in the area and they were actually doing rituals in a nearby farm and apparently cats and dogs in the area were going missing uh, they thought that the Pope Lick monster was the embodiment of Baphomet which is the god of Mendes which is kind of what the Knights Templar turned to uh, 
worshipping, and that's why they were banished, or that's why Assassin's Creed's after them now. <laughs> so I believe. But yeah, and then the third and the final backstory is that a farmer fucked a goat and raised it in a cage. <laughs> Which, of course, is the story that everybody instantly thought of. Yeah. When we heard about a man goat. Yeah. So that's that's there's not much thought gone into that one. It's just a farmer fucked a goat. <laughs> and kept the bastard offspring and raised it in a cage. Well, I imagine the goat probably didn't want anything to do with it, so well, somebody had to raise it. Yeah. Uh, so the first two stories are kind of interesting because there is a Maryland goatman and that does wander around Beltsville, which is where apparently the public monster was found. Uh, the backstory to this one is a scientist was performing experiments on goats at Beltsville Agricultural Research Centre and obviously, like all demented supervillains, he decided to mix his DNA with goat DNA and turned into the goat man oh okay when you said like doing experiments <laughs> my brain instantly just out the gutter was, come on it no it it was sewing human arms onto goats <laughs> so and then they were sat and they were going look at this i couldn't play the piano before i can now <laughs> that was that was how my brain interpreted the experiments just goats playing pianos with human arms. Oh, God, I'm going to have nightmares. I oh, know, I've got that vision in my head. Yeah. Is the goat eating a metal can while they're doing this as well? <laughs> no, it's playing a harmonica because oh. it's got lips as oh, well. Oh, okay. Wow, this is some freaky experiments. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, the Beltsville goat man, he uses an axe and uh, apparently goes around attacking cars as well as people. Cars? Yeah, so there's kind of like the the old cliche 1950s Lovers Lane couple who were a attacked by this goat man and he struck the car several times before they were able to drive off. Why did he need an axe? Are, are I don't you... know why he needs an axe, but apparently he had an axe. So, I mean, you're not going to sit there in your car... If a goat man without an axe, if a goat man with a tub of candy floss comes at you, you're doing a fucking runner, aren't you? You're not going to exactly. sit there. <laughs> I don't think he needed an axe. I wonder, I wonder what he, he wants. Oh, selling cookies. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and then there's, uh, there's another goat man that is kind of entwined with the satanic uh, rituals, which is the, the Goatman's Bridge of old Alton in Denton, Texas. Now, if you've ever watched The Ghost Adventurers, they had an incident here, and as much as I'm all one for expressing your feelings and everything, but that Zack lad cried like a little girl who's lost <laughs> a favourite princess dress during this, in I'm going to say quote marks, investigation because it's the Velociraptor priest acting in this one, in, in, in that adventure. <laughs> it's it's a just, great movie. Yeah. Oh. You really hate Zach, don't you? It's not that I hate him. It's just he starts strangling himself and doesn't know why. And it's, 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 you can't self-asphyxiate. There's no way you can strangle yourself. Your body would kick in over your mind. So it's just not even, it's one of the things, the only thing, you can't drown, you can't strangle yourself. But I think you should tweet Zach personally and tell him. That's, oh, well, maybe I will. Uh, <laughs> so the, sto the story with the old Alton Bridge Goldman is that there was a gentleman called Oscar Washburn who lived near the bridge and he was a goat farmer who happened to be black. You'll understand why I mentioned the colour of his skin as I get through the story. 
he started raising goats and he was selling them in the local area and he was very successful and he, he got the nickname the goat man and he put a sign up on the bridge that said this way to the goat man's and the local clan didn't like that at all so they threw him off the bridge in a, a lynching wow and yeah and as they threw him off the bridge they all were laughing and then they went to look and there was no one there was just a noose swinging in the breeze there was no one there there was nobody so they the kkk panicked and did what they do best and went and slaughtered all the black people in the area which was his family unfortunately and now oscar in goat form or goat man form haunts the area again there's a, there was a lot of apparently there's a lot of satanic cults in this area and they do do rituals in the woods and they worship the goat man and apparently pet shops again stop selling cats and dogs in the area because of all the the bodies that were being found it's always cats and dogs i know see see no 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 one raises goats anymore so <laughs> probably the reason it's uh, probably true yes yeah i mean the obviously it's all bullshit but <laughs> the thing is with the actual potlick monster where he's supposed to be sighted is on a railway bridge which is a trestle bridge and it's 230 feet i think and it's 90 foot 230 feet long 90 foot in the air and if a train sneaks up on you then you are going to die apparently the goat man kind of lures you over the bridge with uh maybe a siren song i don't know but he lures you there somehow and waits for you to get hit by a train but i don't really think that's the case as a train engineer called wayne gentry who worked on that line has been involved or was involved in 43 collisions in 34 years what? working on that line yeah so there's it's kind of a tourist trap so a lot of ghost hunters let us say yeah go go to the area to try and find the goat man and because it's on this bridge there's no way you can get off. I mean, I think we've all seen Stand By Me yeah. where with the train and they're they're running over the tracks. It's it's not really like that in real life when a train comes because it's it's a major train route in and out of uh Kentucky. So they haul freight there and there's a lot of weight behind it to stop it. So the trains are going quite fast coming down this stretch and if you're stood in the middle you've got nowhere to go really poor uh, wayne after like maybe two collisions i'd have been like i'm i'm changing jobs 43 and he's still working there yeah i mean i don't know whether that's just wayne maybe he's hardened off to it now yeah i mean but that's just one driver on that <laughs> track and there's apparently 15 to 24 trains go through go down that line every day so there could be more mm -hmm. i know that there was a film released in 1988 uh, a 16 minute film and i'm not paying 3.99 on amazon i'm sorry <laughs> but i kind of know what 16 It'll minute films made yeah made by amateur directors yeah. look like so there's been no confirmed sightings of any goat men no confirmed sightings so it's just rumor and folklore yeah to be honest with you i mean the the thing the one that everyone cites is uh the thing that i sent you yesterday which is a a company that has horror attractions in the kentucky area so bit like the Christopher case where if someone comes in wanting to buy 
crucifixes, you're going to sell them crucifixes. If someone comes to Kentucky <laughs> to see the goat man, you're going to sell them a goat man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's, it's not really a thing of this is the, the police reports and evidence and such things like that. It's just it's just word of mouth. I mean, the only thing you could actually say about this source is that it is actually from uh, around the surrounding area of Louisville. So I assume it's one of them that you've kind of grown up with. Everyone kind of has a monster in their area. You know what I yeah. mean? Or you know about... So mm-hmm. it it it's just it is like all demons kind of thing. Like they they live in your head more than they live anywhere else. And I think I think the thing with all three of these is if people are willing them to exist, then they're kind of gonna exist in their own head, even if they don't. It's like with yeah. with kind of anything with a with ghosts and stuff. If you want to see something, you'll 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 see something because you've persuaded mm-hmm. yourself to see it, which kind of brings us on to <sighs> yeah your therapy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Slenderman. Ah, Slenderman, 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 Slenderman. Right, okay. So I'll be I'll be honest, I, I I don't know that much about it. I kind of know the basics of it, but I don't really Well, I mean it's not a it's the name Slenderman is is a fairly recent thing, but the actual picture of what he looks like is nothing new. You know, we've we've seen it at, do you remember the gentleman in Buffy? With the white faces yes. and the black that was well, pre two thousand and nine, this the, the image of him has been going on for years and years. But the Slenderman yeah. character was actually created in two thousand nine, and it was um, a website called Something Awful, and they ran this competition, this Photoshop competition, where they wanted people to uh, edit a seemingly innocent photo with something paranormal or sinister. It, and it was obviously it wasn't. They weren't trying to say that it was real they were clearly saying it's a competition involving photoshop so do your worst (laughs) why ask the internet to do that why (laughs) yes so a man called eric nudson he submitted the slender man photos um that are the famous ones on if you just type it slender man into google it's got a picture of slender man in the background of like a playground of kids. Um, and he posted these under the pseudonym Victor Surge, which sounds a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, so Slender Man is depicted as an eight to nine feet tall man with no face, no nose, eyes, ears, nothing, very pale skin, wearing a black suit. And he's got um, a long neck, long arms and long legs. And he can sprout tentacles from his back. The law is that he seemingly preys on children, but whether or not he's more of a predator or a guardian, because it seems to be the lonely kids that are drawn to him, never really, never really got to the bottom of that. Well, I mean, it, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got friends, why do you need a yes. slender man, kind of? Ex- well, this is true. And if you were going to, if you... If you wanted a friend, you probably wouldn't pick somebody as sinister looking as Slender Man. <laughs> True. So, there actually have been real life sightings of Slender Man. So, I don't know if you're familiar with Canuck Chase in Staffordshire. We, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know it well, but what's he doing down there? Well, it's not just him. Canuck Chase has actually long been reported. Um, people have cited various monsters, including Slenderman, but also, uh, and not exclusively, big cats, black dogs, Bigfoot-like creatures, and even werewolves. Yeah. Right. Now, so, I, know, <laughs> I know the big cats and, and the, yes. the, the black dog kind of thing. The big cats, yes. like, they've released in the 70s when the big big 
cat act came in or whatever and all these hippies had thought it was funny to have a panther and he went oh shit i'll be arrested and let it all go yeah but, that was a thing wasn't it yeah yeah but but i've never heard of like bigfoot <laughs> or Slenderman down there well it is a pretty like I've, I've looked at the pictures on the on the internet and it is a pretty creepy place um stafford isn't it <laughs> well yeah like just the moors with the fog over them is kind of you know it's a bit it's a bit spooky so i guess it's even if there hasn't been anything sighted there if any monsters were going to live anywhere they 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 kind of would live there I, I, yeah. would, I would look at it and go yeah it's spooky enough for a monster gotta live somewhere <laughs> they may as well all live together in the spookiest place yeah so on Canic chase in 2001 uh there was a man named mike johnson and he was going to visit the military cemetery there so um he it was just an ordinary afternoon broad daylight and he's on his way he parks up his car he walks uh to the cemetery and then he said that he felt uneasy because everything went deadly silent there was no bird song no traffic noise nothing and he said he looked around and he got really disoriented uh, he was confused because he said the sun was in the wrong place in the sky and he was on the opposite side of the path to the cemetery to where he'd just been. Flat so anyway, <laughs> Flat Earth. So anyway, he turns around and these three like hikers or ramblers or walkers appear over the hill. They start walking in his direction. Then out of nowhere, they just disappear. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe you'd like they've gone down into a gully. There's plenty of gullies here. Maybe it's that maybe it's, you know that's they're just three people going for a walk, and I'm just you know tripping out here. And then they suddenly reappeared 600 feet away from where they disappeared, and an entity resembling Slenderman was walking beside them. Now they were acting as though they they couldn't see and they had no idea that this guy was this Slenderman was standing behind them. Um, and they were just carrying on walking. Mike Johnson was watching this, and then the Slender Man put his hand on their shoulder, and they vanished. And then everything returned to normal. The birds and the traffic sounds came back, and he was back exactly where he was. Uh, so he was a little bit freaked out, to say the least. So that was 2001. Yeah, I'm just gonna say like on on the moors when you when you're hiking, you do come across like a few mushrooms, let's say. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave that there. Uh, it's entirely possible. It is entirely possible. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was 2001, and in 2014 in Wakasha, USA, we got. The, the the story that was all over the news when two 12-year-old girls, uh, they made a plan to prove themselves to Slenderman. They were obsessed with Slenderman. And the only way they could prove themselves and become his proxies and live in his mansion in the forest is if they killed their friend. So they made this plan. They lured her into a wooded area um, and then they stabbed her 19 times. Luckily, the girl actually survived. And... Um, the, the girls that did it were, they were caught. And when they were asked why they did it, they said to prove themselves to Slenderman. Um, one of the girls actually did say in the police interview that she was afraid that if she didn't go ahead with the killing, that Slenderman would kill her family. And she said that she saw him in her dreams all the time. However, uh, she was diagnosed with quite extreme schizophrenia she had multiple personalities she was hallucinating she clearly was not in a good place yeah. um so whether or not you can actually blame that on slender man he might have just been that little push um that they needed <laughs> yeah it could it could just have been a name for the manifestation that was in her head like maybe maybe that's the name she gave it like you know what i mean because in that kind mm -hmm. of situation it's always easier to name something 
like that rather than fall back and say, well, I'm mentally ill. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's just kind of, I'm not saying it's a get out. I'm just saying it, it's something maybe she, she willed into this psychosis or this, this schizophrenia being Slenderman. She, she, she knew what Slenderman was and it was easier for her. Well, that's the thing is that they knew that the creepypasta website, um, which is where all the Slenderman stories originated from. Um, it is just, that's it. It is just a, a story. It's a fictional fictional story website and that people just post scary stories on there. So they knew that this wasn't real, but they truly, it sounded to me like they, they did believe that it was real. They, they believed that Slenderman really was a real thing um, and they took it very seriously. So that went all over the news in 2014. So you had Slenderman sightings and things like that. After Eric Knudsen brought him into the world in 2009, then in 2015, after the previous year's stabbing and the Slenderman story being all over the news, then you had more sightings. So I shall return us again, once again, to Canuck Chase. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> is, is this where his mansion is then? <laughs> I think maybe. Maybe. I never thought about it like that, but maybe. He's, he's, so, he's, 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 he's house sharing with Bigfoot and uh, the big well, cat. He might live in the fort because there's a, an Iron Age fort, well, the the ruins of an Iron Age fort, apparently on Canuck Chase called Castle Ring. Maybe he lives there. Could be. Because... There was a witness, and you'll like this, right? A witness reported seeing a dark humanoid figure, which they likened to Spring-Heeled Jack, <laughs> rise up from the centre of the fort, hovering in the air, and then they approached the witness, eyes blazing red and fangs bared, and then it dropped to the ground and it was gone. And this person clearly shit themselves and ran off. Clearly, it must be Spring Hill Jack because it's it's a, a different description, like like we had on all the Spring Spring Hill Jacks yeah. bloody sightings. So yeah, it's got to be. Maybe it was coming towards it, towards the witness, trying to kiss them, but they just took it the wrong way and they saw fangs and they were like they didn't realize it was just a it was coming in for a smoochy smoochy and a bit of a touchy feely. Did playful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So in, in and around the Canuck Chase area in um, in residential areas, a witness reported waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a shadow near her closet, which was about eight feet tall and pale skinned. Its arms doubled in length and, in length and reached over to her before clawing her face. And she screamed and it disappeared. Sleep paralysis. Yes. And the same area, again, Canuck Chase... A witness awoke to see a humanoid figure floating over the bed, red eyes staring into them, dressed all in black and communicating telepathically with them. Which again, could be sleep paralysis. Or they're clearly putting something in the water in Canic Chase. <laughs> in Canic Chase. <laughs> was, was, well, was, was there like a leak or something? Was there like <laughs> carbon monoxide leak or something around there? A gas leak, definitely. Well, see, I think that so many people were suddenly seeing him around because it was fresh in their heads from the news story the previous year. You know, of course. it was blasted all over the media. Um, because um, an author called David Weatherly, he collected several witness reports um, which described people seeing the entity now known as Slenderman in their yards and gardens at night. And this was kids as well as adults. And um, those sightings were pre-2009 so they were pre Eric Knudsen mm. Slenderman okay now this is where we get on to tulpas so a tulpa is a deliberate hallucination and it's uh, an entity that is deliberately created via prolonged thinking about this entity and you can basically create an imaginary friend that you can physically see this is not something that you're imagining in your head you are physically seeing this 
thing that you have created and apparently people use them you know because they're lonely and they they want companionship other people use them as a way of tapping into their subconscious for um you know like if you were applying for a job like you you've you retain all the information that you've learned throughout your life anyway. You just don't have access to it all the time. So what people have done is they've kind of separated their brain and given bits and pieces of useful information to their tulpa. So like when they're at a job interview or whatever, they're trying to remember all the shit that they need to impress the interview with. And... Their tulpa's going, it, make sure you use this buzzword and, and this one as well. You remember this one? You learned this one back in 98, but you won't remember. But this buzzword is the, this is key, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so apparently there there is a, uh, if you go on YouTube and you type in tulpas, there are a lot of how-to videos, how to create a tulpa. And the tulpa community, which has their own Discord server, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Um, they are quite serious with the term tulpamancy. Oh <laughs> now. <sighs> um, damn, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> We've already got flat earthers after us. We don't want <laughs> more. These people are quite serious that they... They can create tulpas. And um, the book that I was reading uh, mentioned a lady called Alexandra David Neal, who was the author of a book in 1929 called Magic and Mystery in Tibet. And she was basically uh, an old-fashioned Lara Croft. She did a lot of travelling around the world. and She was a, a pretty staunch follower of Buddhism. And she decided to try and make a tulpa. She thought it was a bit bullshit, so she thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. So she envisioned her tulpa to be this like jovial, happy, chubby monk. And um, she, she spent months, months doing this creation. Um, and then one day, she finally did physically see this monk that she'd produced in her head. And she was chuffed and, you know, he was constantly there and he was happy and he was lovely until he wasn't. And the longer he was there, he kind of developed a mind of his own, a personality of his own that was different from the one that she created in her head. And he got more sinister and his entire appearance changed. And eventually he kind of began to control her. And she wrote about having to go through quite a rigorous um, process of trying to get rid of him and, and stop seeing him. Um, so this is clearly self-induced psychosis, um, which is quite worrying. Yeah, it's, yeah. And especially the videos of how to create your own tulpa in this climate now with the... With, uh, the amount of isolation that's going on and the social distancing. I, do, do you want people to be f deliberately giving themselves mental health issues? I don't necessarily know that that's a good thing. Well, I mean, first off, I, I hope they're imagining with masks on or else uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all screwed. Uh, yeah, I, 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 not going to say it's bullshit, but... I can't think of a way to end that sentence. So, uh, yeah. You know, you, you should see the, um, the the posts that I watched a, a lecture on tulpas and, and that kind of thing. And uh, they were talking about the tulpa community. And I felt like as they were talking about it, every time they mentioned the tulpa community, there was an unspoken from the lecturer like I, I feel like they knew that this was ridiculous and these this community right on their discord server their tulpas write posts no they don't but okay no exactly this is what gets me right i think these people either have taken D, &D too far are seriously into role play and or larping 
or are attention seekers or are liars or <laughs> have just created imaginary friends that they 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 i just i don't yeah i just i can't <laughs> I, I don't I, know yeah it's like fair enough i get the whole imaginary friend kind of thing and 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 it does help you i mean me i i, I regularly talk to myself uh <laughs> there's no imaginary friend there it's just me having a conversation with myself uh but that's that's kind of because of my own issues that i have i don't imagine that there's this big fat monk that i'm talking to or whatever uh and even even if i would why would i want to give him make him go to the dark side yes this is a thing Right, and I will say what I have learned from extensive YouTube research is that many of the Tulpa community I can't believe I'm saying this are bronies and their Tulpas quite commonly take the form of characters from My Little Pony. Okay. I don't know about you, but I don't be taking career advice from a fucking horse. Particularly not one that's pink or neon blue or... How old are these people? Adults. Grown adults. This is what I mean. These are grown adults who are clearly pretending to... It, it, it's To me, what it seems is role play. Yeah, it, it's... Because if you're having a hallucination, which we know the brain is more than capable of, of producing a hallucination, if you can deliberately produce a hallucination I, I i do believe that that is possible with enough you know training of mind i guess but that's all it is it's a hallucination it can't physically interact with your fucking keyboard it can't type a post no and i i think what the people who are engaged in this kind of community are thinking is that their tulpa is living inside their head and sharing their body as well as their mind. So they're like, it's almost like a multiple personality thing, which to me is not even remotely the same as a tulpa. Yeah, then that that's it's got it's gone beyond. Yeah. something then hasn't it? Yeah, because it, it it's it's like the film split. If that's the case, yes, yeah, exactly. But with a My Little Pony, <laughs> yes. See, that's not Which... that's not a tulpa. That is, that's multiple personality. Yeah, that's not the same thing. Uh... I mean, if you are familiar with Nightmare on Elm Street, the movie, yeah, Freddy is a tulpa because he can only affect people in their dreams, and then the more people start talking about him and start thinking about him, and then he's on everyone's mind, he can break free of the dream world and he can live in reality and affect people that way. And in Freddy versus Jason, they discuss that the only way of of getting rid of Freddy is to forget about him, stop talking about him, stop mentioning his name. Um, they've got people who were on dream suppression pills so that they can't dream about him and that's the only way to destroy him is basically make him feel small and weak and tiny. And then that's how they destroy him. So in terms of really, truly creating a hallucination, in the 1970s, a group of scientists who were kind of into the mm, parapsychology kind of side of things, they conducted an experiment, which I found very interesting, called the Philip Experiment. Have you heard of it? Okay. No. Okay, so what they wanted to do was they wanted to basically try and see if um, seances and mediums and stuff were real, if it was really contacting the dead, or if it was people unknowingly doing these things like kind of uh, telekinesis, moving cups and things and creating knocking sounds in their heads and things like that and basically creating a ghost that isn't real so what they did was they created a story about a ghost that they called philip 
and they gave him a, a wife and a backstory and they all spent a lot of time thinking about him and trying to create this make-believe ghost to see if their their brains were capable of doing it um and they they had nothing they tried for months they had nothing and then one of them said what about if we try and do it in like a pretend seance so they all sat around this seance table and lo and behold there was knockings things were moving and they believed that given the right setting that you could physically produce a manifestation using your own mind now this is where it gets interesting because okay. i think that's entirely possible of course and say if enough people all picture the same thing for a prolonged period of time over weeks months however long and they're picturing the exact same physical appearance personality what's to say that people couldn't actually make Slenderman. We're all picturing that we've, we're all reading this story on the news. We're looking at the pictures on Google. We're taking part in the competitions. We're reading the stories. The internet just went wild and everybody was thinking about him. And then suddenly people started seeing him everywhere. What if we actually did create a mass hallucination? And what if this hallucination maybe those two girls that stabbed their friend really did hallucinate Slenderman. And, I mean, there was the, uh, the couple that dressed like uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn. They, they went and killed a bunch of people. They were obsessed with Slenderman and LARPing and things like that. But if you want to believe something that's there, you're going to believe it's there. Yes. Regardless of outside influences. I mean, like the Goldman. If you believe there's a gold man running around the woods, then if, if you see it <laughs> or not, you believe it's there. Yes. So, but but whether pushing that as to a physical manifestation, I I don't think you can will something into existence. No, not into existence, but in a kind of I mean, when you've had sleep paralysis and you've physically seen something at the bottom of your bed. Maybe if you train your mind enough, you can produce a hallucination. It's not real, but it's because you've thought so long about this and you've you've hallucinated this. So so, so say, so say me and fifty other people have all been so obsessed with Slenderman that I am now hallucinating, full on hallucinating, and I'm seeing Slenderman because my brain associates him with evil things, bad things. In my hallucination, he's now saying to me, you need to prove yourself to me. You need to go and kill somebody. It's all, it's all in my head, but that doesn't make it any less real when you're stand, see, seeing it standing there right in front of you. The, the line is then blurred between reality and fantasy. Do you know what I mean? If you're particularly susceptible to fantasy or to suggestion you might have therefore edged yourself slightly into the realm of not being able to tell the difference. But then you've put yourself into that position by yeah. obsessing over it. So there's no... Yes. I mean, when I've got sleep paralysis, it's never, like, naked ladies, and that's all I think about <laughs> constantly, 24-7. <laughs> but never in one of my states has it ever been a naked lady shimmering up the bed towards me. <laughs> unfortunately but but yeah no, but you know what i mean I if kind you're obsessed, of yeah if, if you're really obsessed with something i mean to be honest i've been trying for weeks to create the manifestation of the winter soldier but it's, it's not happening yet yeah you know i mean yeah we all have our crosses to bear don't we uh, it's always be it's always slender man it's never bucky barnes yeah god damn it but then maybe that's maybe that's because in in a maybe it's kind of like a, a, a sadist way that it has to be the evil thing rather than the good thing yeah maybe 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 that's part of it maybe it's just i suppose if you 
I'm not. I'm not gonna say like you because you keep seeing Slenderman. But maybe if you you kind of like you're down on yourself, or, or which is a human trait. It's a human condition. We're never as good as we we should be. I suppose in our own minds, maybe that's why we're all getting Slenderman and not Slender Girl. Uh, in my case, <laughs> or, or or Bucky Barnes. In your case. Uh, yeah, well, I guess people are more inclined to be obsessed with macabre, aren't they? As opposed yeah. to... So if something's going to play on your mind, it's going to be something that's sinister because there's nothing there's nothing that embeds itself more than fear in your brain. Yeah, happiness is fleeting, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <And> where, indeed. <laughs> whereas we've, we've got fear <laughs> and self-loathing locked away in there. Uh... But, okay, so what about... What about if Slender Man is real? Answer me this. The Pied Piper of Hamelin. You've heard that story, right? Yeah. I'm glad okay. you said story. Go on. <laughs> so the so the Pied Piper of Hamelin, he comes into the town. The town's overrun with rats. He says to the mayor, hey, give me some money and I will get rid of the rats for you. No problemo. The mayor says, sure, no problem. Pied Piper gets his pipe out, plays a tune. All the rats jump into the river and drown. He goes back for his money. The mayor goes... <laughs> No, I was only joking. You're not having anything. Fuck off out of my town. The Pied Piper says, I'll be back. And he comes back. And while all the grown-ups are at church, he plays his pipe. And all the kids follow him out of town. Uh, the mountain opens up. They all follow him through the mountain. And it closes up behind him. And the kids are never seen again. Now, I did not know this. I'm familiar with the story, obviously. But I did not know that that story was depicted in the stained glass windows of a church way back when and nobody knows how it came to be there in in the town of Hamlin. So nobody's really sure if a man really did come into town and steal all the children or if the church just decided, Jesus, it's a bit boring though, isn't it? Should we have some bloke with a pipe? That's fun. Let's have, let's have that and kids. That's fun. We'll do fun. Our church will be fun. One one would like think it is probably some kind of church moralistic story that they're they're trying to like be be good to people who do odd jobs, or else they may come and take your kids, kind of thing. Just it's a weird thing to have in a stained glass window. I mean, sounds more like a village tragedy to me. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, so I do, the, do, it, do, it, like you said, it's a story, but do you honestly think like he 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 came in with his pipe and lured the children away? Yeah. Okay. okay. The, the child snatcher did it in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Right. Candy canes and lollipops. You can talk kids away with anything as long as it's you know kids are stupid. And toys and shit. Yeah, I yes, I agree one hundred percent. But I mean, come with me and see my cat. Yeah. Ooh, kitty cat. See? And then he lured them all off and, I don't know, drowned them or sold them into slavery. I don't really know. Maybe he's just ate them all. Could be. Could, maybe he was a goldman. Uh... Well, see, there is a lot of, in in all areas of um, old wives' tales and things like that, there is, in every area of the world, a character who... a, a a boogeyman character who comes and lures children away and steals them for nefarious purposes, eating them or killing them or what have you. And this is this is centuries before Slenderman came into being. And then, of course, you've got the Men in Black, who we've had that there there have been witness accounts of real interactions with Men in Black. Um, you've got Indrid Cold. Mm. aka the grinning man yep um he is primarily sighted in point pleasant mind around uh mothman kind of sightings um so maybe the fact that we see all this before like i said with buffy um and, and the all the old kids stories you know don't wander off into the woods or the boogeyman will get you or whatever maybe it's a story that's just deep embedded into our evolutionary senses. Or maybe he does exist. 
Yeah, it's just the same story told a different way, isn't it? And I mean, what's what's the most precious thing? Well, to some people, my PC. Exactly. I mean, normal people would say that, but other people <laughs> would say children, which don't care. Yeah. But uh, Ansel and Gretel's parents wouldn't. But uh, I think it, it's 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 a story that people used to prey upon other people don't do that or else i'll come and get your kids kind of thing and oh not my kids it's not like i can have another one (laughs) or maybe there's a whole race of human beings that we don't know about that eat children for fun that are are all slender men maybe it's a slender men not slender man there's more than one a whole race of them living in hollow earth or atlantis oh my the nazis here here we got a lot like the in chuds or <laughs> there may be or maybe it's all Indrid cold except it isn't because he was seen wearing a flashy blue suit or a flashy green suit like you know something out of a 70s disco music video yeah okay uh... fine fine what if we are all mass hallucinating yeah what if what if, what if we're all in the matrix what if the earth is fl- what what if it's a lot of what ifs why don't we deal with what ars than what ifs the what ars there's no gold man and the earth's round let's move on i will say that just from doing this is why i was just i, I kind of was i really wanted to do it but at the same time i knew i was going to scare myself into it again because when i very first started doing the research like when i very first heard about Standerman years ago I was like seeing shadows in the corner of my eye, all of the furniture at night, you kind of like a, a you know, a coat rack and a chair suddenly looked like the outline of Slender Man. I was getting palpitations, I was getting cold sweats, I was having night terrors. Oh, fucking... It was just, it was horrible. It just made me, it, it turned me into a paranoid freak. And given the amount of horror movies that I watch and horror books that I read, and I have quite a vivid imagination. This is the only thing that has ever really kind of gotten under my skin and really frightened me, <laughs> and I don't know why. No, I'm 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 very surprised at that. I mean, when when you said you wanted to do it, you were it sounded like you were chomping at the bit to do it, and I didn't know all this was. this this backstory with her, and and now I'd feel bad if I had that kind of feelings, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm free this time. I don't it's, have these kind of feelings. Yeah, and 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 at least you don't need to go back to it now ever again. Yes. Until yeah. next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I think these, I think these things, I think they were all kind of one and the same thing. And uh, just just listening to what you you said there about it, and and what I've looked at at the Goldman, I think they're one and the same kind of thing, as in. If you believe something's there, if you hear about something enough, if you're around something enough, then you're going to hear the rustling in the forest or you're going to see the thing at the end of the bed or just out out, out the corner of your mm-hmm. eye. You know what I mean? I think if, yeah. if you... Especially, it's not even about susceptibility. I think we're all susceptible to it at, at some point. I mean, I know I've seen things out the corner of my eye and gone, could it? No, 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 no. All the doors are locked, you know? I, th- I think <laughs> I think we've all been there. I wouldn't say I'm that yeah. susceptible to stuff, but obviously there's a sliding scale of it. And if if you're told about something and and I think with the, the Philip experiment, I think I think maybe Darren Darren Brown did something kind yeah. of the same. He did. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember seeing that and even though Ouija boards uh is kids toy. It was created as a kids toy. Uh well it's marketed by Hasbro, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's about the movement, even though you you don't think you're moving, you are actually are moving subconsciously. Yeah, yeah you're and doing it, it without realizing it. Yeah, and if you see things start levitating, even though it's done with wires, if you can't see the wires, then then you're not a hundred percent. So so yeah, I, I can see how <laughs> you could easily fall into that trap. But I mean, 
if you're an adult, just don't watch My Little Pony. That's all I've got to say. I didn't even know what bronies were until last week. <laughs> Apparently they've been a thing for ages. And now you all know, so we've all got a Treya <laughs> to thank for that. They, pro- they probably already all knew anyway. I feel like it was only me that didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say, but I know who does know about that. Uh, oh, no. The first bloody DM I get. How did you oh, not know no. they were a thing? <laughs> Massive in Norway. Uh, <laughs> nearly went one full episode without mentioning. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> So, on that bombshell, we'll end it there. And what we will be talking about next week, we're going to dabble into the paranormal. I'm going to be doing one of my most favouritest stories I've ever heard about Little Green Men. And it's... I remember first reading it, and it kind of did keep me up at night because it was just mm, so, terrifying. so fantastical. But uh, it's the uh, Kelly Hopkinsonville incident or the Kentucky Goblins, if you don't know what they are. And what will you be doing? I will be doing The Curse of James Dean's Little Bastard. That's not a kid that he refused to take under his wing. That is his car. He called his car a Little Bastard. Well, I haven't heard anything about that either. Uh, I, I know you mentioned it a long time ago, and I did say, what now? Uh, Real life Christine. Yeah, apparently so. So uh, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to hear about that. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that has been the MO podcast with me, Consummation Sam. And me, totally not thinking about Slenderman Atreya. And we will hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast.